weeks ago in the five towns Jewish times, there was, a, or maybe last week, I don't know, a couple, last week some of the people started asking me about this. There was an article by Rabbi Yair Hafman, who writes halacha articles all the time, and the article was, What's Bugging Tropicana Orange Juice? Did you see this? What's Bugging Tropicana Orange Juice? And it was all about how there may be a problem with the kashrus of Tropicana Orange Juice. Now, as long as I can remember, Tropicana Orange Juice always had the OK hashkacha, and OK is considered one of the most respectable hashkachas in, in, in the United States, and it was always, by far, the most delicious orange juice. So anyone who likes orange juice always prefers Tropicana over any other orange juice. So I was pretty bugged by the idea that there is something bugging Tropicana Orange Juice, that there's some sort of issue with it. So I want to discuss what the potential issue may be, and why it may not actually be an issue, meaning in more recent uh, news, the OK stood behind their Ashkacha, and they said, we are absolutely certain that our Ashkacha is valid and that there's nothing wrong with it. Well, what was the issue? So what makes Tropicana so much better than every other orange juice? One of the tricks that they use in Tropicana is that they don't just squeeze the juice out of the orange. They actually squeeze oil out of the orange peel, and then, according to Rabbi Hoffman, they centrifuge the oil to separate it from the surrounding water, and they add some of that oil back into the juice. And that, the, and that adding of the oil from the peel gives it that really great fresh squeezed taste that you have even though it was squeezed actually in January and you could be buying it, I don't know, now in December so the orange juice we're actually drinking is 11 months old, but it manages to maintain that fresh squeezed taste that, that, that we have. The downside of it is that there is something else in the peel aside from oil. If you look at the raw peel of an orange not an orange that you see in the supermarket but go to an, an a place where, where there are orange trees and just look at the oranges on the tree you'll see that the oranges don't look nearly as appetizing as the oranges that you find in the supermarket and the reason it doesn't look nearly as appetizing is that there are scale bugs that affect the, uh, the oranges that are on the outside of the peel of the oranges now these bu- bugs attack all kinds of oranges both juicing oranges and eating oranges and in order to, uh, to control the spread of these bugs and the infestation what do they do for infestations like they always did they have insecticides they have pesticides that are used that are sprayed in order to uh, to control this uh, this infestation now over, since the 1990s according to Rabbi Hoffman the scale bugs developed a certain immunity to the insecticides so they're sort of uh, chewing up the insecticides saying that's the best you got come on give me better than that and they're not uh, not being deterred at all by the uh, by the insecticides so they use a different a different uh, um, uh, type of insecticide, a, uh, what do they call it when they mix different things together, a different uh, uh, you know, a grouping of uh, insecticides to try to, to, try to limit the number of uh, the, the, the levels of the scale infestation, um, and, uh, but, but to, to varying degrees of success. So there are a lot of the more haimishash kachos that will not allow tropical orange juice because they're worried that there are these scale bugs uh, from the peels of the orange that make its way into the orange juice. Now, wait a second. If there are scale bugs on oranges, then forget about orange juice. What about eating oranges? When I peel an orange and with my hands, shouldn't we be concerned that there are scale bugs on my hand and then I'm eating the scale bugs when I, when I eat the orange? When I was in 
in Kermbiavna, I don't remember this, but Rabbi Balsam tells me it's true and he has a better memory than me. So he said that, uh, that when we were in Kermbiavna, that my Rebbe, uh, Rav Silver, our Rebbe, Rav Silver, used to tell us that in Israel, when we peel oranges, we have to make sure to wash off the orange really well before we peel it. Because otherwise, we have to worry about the scale bugs that are going to be on the, on the peel of the orange, that it's actually going to get onto our hands. Now, in the United States, that's not so much of a problem. The reason it's not a problem is because uh, that when, you, when you have an orange that you get off the shelf in the United States, it's already been waxed. And because of the waxing of that orange, the scale bugs stay on the orange peel. It's not going to come off the peel onto your hand when you peel it. But there are people in Eretz Yisrael that are makbid to only peel oranges with gloves and then discard the gloves before they eat it or to wash off the orange really well. Okay, fine. That's the idea of the, that's That's this concept, this idea that there is this infestation. Now, Florida has a three-tiered approach to combat these infestations, according to Rabbi Hoffman. One is that they introduce good bugs to the oranges to kill the bad bugs. Uh, second is they use this oil. And third is uh, is pesticides. 90% of the fruits that of the oranges that grow in Florida are juice oranges. Ten percent are for the fresh market. So when the oranges are are, are uh, taken off the trees, the those that are designated for the fresh market are washed a lot, are double washed and waxed and everything to make them look appealing on the shelf. Those that are just juiced are only washed once, not so well, because it doesn't have to look appealing on the shelf. It's going to be squeezed anyway, and uh, it doesn't matter what the outside of the peel looks like. But unfortunately, what that leaves is the potential for these scale bugs to be there. So Rabbi Hoffman says that he did, a num- he did some research and some, some examining of Tropicana orange juice and other brands of orange juice, and he came up with the following. He said if he poured each cup through a Fisher Scientific 62 micron nylon mesh and then placed that nylon mesh over a light box, he found that each cup of Tropicana Pure Premium Orange Juice has an average of between three and four scale bug parts in the juice that are visible without a microscope that you could see with the naked eye over a light box. Um, the, uh, and he said, and one in 20 cups of Tropicana orange juice actually revealed a fully intact scale bug. That, uh, the, the entire bug, not just a part of the bug. Now, what does that mean for us? So, first of all, it doesn't necessarily mean anything year-round because at different times of the year there may be a greater infestation or lower infestation. He may just have gotten it at a very bad time when he was doing the testing, and he acknowledges that. But he points out there is a machlokas between the Aruch HaShulchan and the Rov Poskim as to what it takes to be mevatel, a bug. Now, if the bug is in pieces, if the bug is broken, so it's not a full entity, then we would assume that it's batel b'shishim, that as long as there's 60 times the juice to the bugs, which that much at least there is, there's definitely, no matter how many bugs there are, there's 60 times as much juice as there is bugs, so it would be batel b'shishim, and l'chara would not be a problem. But... Once you have a whole bug, an entire entity, that's what's called a beria. It's a sugi makos, actually. That's what's called, and, and other places in Shas also. But that's what's called a beria. A beria is not batal afilu be'elef. Now, the Aruch HaShulchan writes that the, a beria that's gross, a beria that's disgusting, would be batal b'shishim. But generally speaking, we don't hold like that Aruch HaShulchan. Certainly, the Aruch HaShulchan seem to only be using it to explain why people aren't so makbid about certain things. But generally speaking, we should try to be makbid, not like that Aruch that once you have a beria, it shouldn't be batal afilu be'elef. 
The Aruch HaShulchan also writes in Simon Kuf in Yaradea that in order for something to be considered a taroves, a mixture, the bug or the other item has to be both visible and removable. Meaning, in order for it for 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 you not to just rely on bittel, you have to uh, have a problem of a taroves that cannot be undone. Meaning, if you can undo the taroves, if you can find the problem and get rid of it, you can see the bug and pull it out. So then you can't just say, oh, don't worry, it's batel. If it's there, you have to pull it out. If you can see what the problem is, you have to take it out. So Rabbi Hoffman argues that it is there. It's visible. We can see it. And all you need is a 62 micron mesh filter and a light box. And you'll be able to see it without a problem. Granted, not everyone has these things in his house. So buy one. It's not that hard to, to get one. So And then once you see it, it's easily removable. So he argues that l'chora, one should be required to remove it. However... However, he points out himself that if there's only a beria in one out of every 20 cups of orange juice, that means only 5% of the cups of orange juice that you drink are likely to have an intact bug in the orange juice. Generally speaking, when there's a very small chance of there being an iser, let's say you buy a suit and uh, you want to know, should you get it tested for shotness or not? So if you know that that brand that you bought almost never ever has shotness, that the percentage of shotness in that brand is uh, 1%, you don't have to get it tested for shotness, you don't have to look for things that are less than a miyut amatsui, that are a very small minority, but things that are, even if it's a miyut, but it's a miyut amatsui, it's a minority of things, but it's a significant minority that you would have to look for. So for example, when we shecht a cow, we check the lungs to make sure it's not a trafe. Why? Because that's a very common kind of problem that you would have. But there are lots of other the diseases the cow could have that we don't even look for. Why don't we look for them? Because they're so un, they're so uncommon that we don't have to look for them. So one in twenty. How common is that? Five percent, right? Mishkanas Yaakov writes that the definition of mira matzui is ten percent. Anything that's less than ten percent, you don't have to look for. However, there's also a discussion in the post we once discussed before in the Talmud Alachashir. Ten percent of what? 10% of the bottle of orange juice, the serving of orange juice, the uh, case, I don't know, 10% of what? How do you define 10% of, uh, of, 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 of what are we looking at? So Rabbi Hafim assumes it's 10% of the serving, which is the biggest kula you could, you could have, that it's just a single serving you'd look at. And if it's one out of 20 servings, it's less than a mira matzoi. And therefore, l'chora, one would not have to look at it. Now, there are other shitos that put mira matzoi at a much smaller percentage, which may then make it a problem, but probably most post-Muslim like the Mishkan Yaakov, that we can rely on that. Now, so basically, Rabbi Hoffman says, it would turn out that uh, you can rely on the Mishkan Yaakov in terms of the full bugs, in terms of the barrier, but L'chorah, it turns out, he didn't say this clearly, uh, but, uh, but I think what he means is that in terms of the small pieces, or even, even the full bugs, if you have the ability to find them, one, sh- one, one who knows that he's going to be having orange juice consistently should buy these filters and this light box and find them and get rid of them, otherwise not have the orange juice. That's what he seems to be suggesting. So this caused a big tumult. What? I'm not allowed to have Tropicana orange juice. So the, the response in the cautious industry is as follows. First of all, scales are not the bug. There is a scale bug and then there are scales. Scales are a hard coating that the scale insect secretes and it is not the bug itself. So the cautious experts um, that, uh, that I've been in contact with have suggested 
that uh, it's possible to find scales in certain brands of orange juice, but those scales are not the bugs. Rebelsky holds those scales have the same din as like a shellac, which Ramesha explicitly permitted. So the scales would not be a problem. What he's finding when he says he finds all these pieces is scales, not the not pieces of the actual bug, and therefore that would have a din of a shellac, and that would be permissible. Furthermore. Even if the scale is usser, the scale is certainly not a barrier. And, as a be- and, and it would be bottle. Why would it be bottle? I shouldn't you buy a light box and, and a filter? Who buys a light box and a filter? That's not something that people have in a normal kitchen. That's a very unusual thing to have. So, when, so, so since it's very difficult and time-consuming to remove all of those things, that is not something that we would say is easily removable and therefore you can't rely on bittle. No, it is not easily removable and therefore we can rely on bittle. So you're not dealing with a barrier. You're dealing with something that becomes battle and you're to rely on that bittle because it's, uh, it's something that's very challenging to remove. And even if there is a bug there, it's not clear that the bug is near Ela'enayim, that the bug is, and is, is visible because the scale is visible. The bug itself looks like a dot. If it doesn't look like a bug, halacha says it probably doesn't count halachically like a bug. Why not? Because what do we? I don't know what Rashi's light box looked like, but Mustami he didn't he didn't have a very good light box. The electricity was very schwach in uh, in in his time, right? So what did they have to rely on in the times of the Rishonim, in the times of the Gemara? They had to rely on the naked eye. If the naked eye looks at something and sees a speck of dirt and has no idea that it's a bug, so it could very well be that halachically it doesn't count as a bug. So it could be that these bugs themselves, even though you can see that there is something, but if you can't see that it's a bug, then maybe it doesn't count as a bug halakhically. That would have a din of something that's only microscopic, which would, uh, which would not be a problem. Also, another tzad lakula that the, uh, that the Kashrus people tell me is that the harvest season for Florida oranges is in January. Orange juice is sold throughout the year. It's held in these large refrigerated tanks that have all the air removed from the tank, and that's why And they add back the oils to keep it fresh and keep it from going stale. And according to the Prichadash, the halach is that a bug will last six months before it dies, and then it takes another six months before it completely disintegrates and becomes like afrobialma, becomes like, like dust, and it's not even an issue at all. So even if you do have bugs in there, it's sitting there for so long that uh, it's at least much of the oranges that you buy, it's at least six months after the bug has died, because the bugs would be dead in pasteurization. So six months after pasteurization, it's already Afrobialma and it's already nothing. So you have that additional suffix to add in, that you may be getting bugs, certainly this time of year, that have way more than six months past pasteurization, where they're not even, uh, where they don't even have a din of a bug anymore, they would just have a din of, of Afrobialma. So if you do enjoy Tropicana orange juice, uh, it would seem Lanias Daiti, not just Lanias Daiti, I don't have any opinion here, but the, the okay you know, you, many of the great Kashrus experts have said that uh, there's definitely, definitely what to rely on to continue to enjoy Travakana orange juice, even uh, even Lechad Chila.